which member of the Spurs next season might regress. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, this is Nathan Ray Clark from Criminal Minds and Modern Family, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs, hosted by Victor Wimbiana's new best friend, Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope everybody's having a great week. We'll get you through the rest of your work week right here on Locked On Spurs. We are part of the Locked On NBA Network, your team every single day, except for the offseason, every other day. But hey, we're still here. Nevertheless, talking all things silver and black. Quick note, due to some scheduling issues uh, between me and the guest, a uh, video could not be done today, uh, but we'll be back uh, video hopefully by the end of this week. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at the roster and ask a question. Who might regress next season? Well, everybody's saying, oh, who's going to make the next leap? Is it going to sell? Is it, is it Malachi? But what about the reverse? What about somebody who may take a step back? Uh, we're going to ask our guest who he has on that list is one pick, and I'll give you mine. Also, with Malachi entering his second season, does he still deserve a pass as he develops right here on Locked On Spurs? But before bringing our guest, yeah, there's a lot of hype. You know, the Spurs season is coming up soon, and um, tickets, uh, well, if you all have seen the secondary market, brace yourself for sticker shock. But that just goes to show you how much excitement there is. But this kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about is that with Wimby uh, coming on board now, yeah, you know, some some players may, uh, may may have to take a step back, may have to change their role. That is part of get, uh, developing this roster. And we're going to also see that as a true test of the other side of a pro athlete, and these young Spurs, is are they willing to make sacrifices? Last year, most of them saw their games, or at least their time on the court, spike up. And then obviously, you know, there's no marquee player. You know, there's nothing to lose, just nothing but development. But now with a franchise player on board, possibly Wimby, hopefully he does turn out to be the man, the player that we hope he is. Um, not a lot of touches going to go to him. Everything's going to revolve around him. But which player may suffer the biggest impact? Not in a negative way. I mean, it's just part of the game. You bring in a Wimby, you bring in a, T- a Tim Duncan, a LeBron James, Luka Doncic. Yeah, other players on that roster are going to see the effect. There's that other ripple effect of bringing on a uh, big-time player. Uh, Wimby will likely do that. Maybe not initially, but as he gets better and he gets used to the game and you know, obviously the Spurs are going to revolve around him on both ends of the court. You might start start seeing that shift. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about right now. Let's get to bring in our guest. He is Joe Garcia, Two Shots Podcast. Joe, thanks for making time. I know you're busy at work, hence we couldn't do a video. But nevertheless, we thank you for your time. Yeah, well, thank you for having me and asking me to be on. It's always a pleasure to talk San Antonio Spurs basketball with you. And yeah, like, you know me, I'm doing dual duty or triple duty. I'm doing my first job, my second job, and I'm also doing Locked on Spurs. So. I'm a busy guy, man. But hey, anytime Jeff calls me, I drop what I'm doing to help out. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, in case you didn't hear, uh, Joe is with Two Shots Podcast and uh, part of the rebranded Acquired Taste, no longer the Acquired Taste. What's it now called, Joe? The Alamo City Podcast Network. And the show that I'm doing Monday through Friday is called the Alamo City Sportscast. You can find that on YouTube. I am a frequent guest. By the time you're listening to this show, I might be on right now. We'll definitely find out. 
Uh, but Joe, again, thank you for taking time out again. No video for this one. Joe, as you heard right now, he's at work and unfortunately could not make time. Uh, well, he couldn't have access to a camera right now since he's at work, everybody. Can't go flipping on that video camera watch your work desk. Uh, but Joe, let's dive into it. So everybody's always talking about, oh, who's going to be the next player to take the next leap and leap this and leap that? Is it Sohan? Is it Devin Vassell? Oh, yay. But there's the other side of the coin. Which players do you think may regress may see some numbers drop so with that in mind joe and to get you out of here as soon as possible because you got to go back to work uh who is on your list who's your number one pick uh on the roster who might see him take a step back um actually the person who i think is going to digress the most is keldon johnson i mm. mean the reason okay. that i say keldon is yeah that keldon's not going to get nearly i don't believe as many touches and he's not going to be called upon to do as much as he was uh, in the prior seasons when the Spurs were really looking at him to be the man. Now that the team is going to be built around Wembeyama, I think that Keldon isn't going to have to do as much as I stated, which means that it's going to free him up to have a, even, I think, a, a good season. But the numbers might not uh, project that or, or go ahead and suggest that. But I believe he's going to still have a solid season. He's just not going to have to do as much. So I think his numbers are going to take a hit. And not to mention too, Joe, he may be coming off that bench. Uh, there's a possibility. He might be. He, yeah, he might be the, the guy, which is going to be interesting because he's currently the highest paid spur. And that might be, he might be the most expensive six man in the league next year. But you look at what Kelly did last year in a career high in minutes, uh, 32.7 career high in points per game, 22. Uh, he also had a career high in assists, 2.9. So, yeah, I can definitely see that. Again, it's no knock on him. If he does drop no, in points and all this stuff, it's just because that's part of the Wimby effect. It's it's going to affect uh, players positively and negatively. And, and again, not negative. Like, we're not trying to bash Kelton like, oh, he's going to regress because he's not a good player. No, we're just saying the chances statistically of him seeing his numbers drop is, is going to be evident. If he comes off that bench, you know, yeah, you know, you're probably not going to get a lot of time out there. Obviously, it's not how you start the game. It's how you finish the game. Maybe that's where he'll make it up. But no longer being that go-to guy as he was last year, no longer being the guy you're going to give the ball to, the touches are going to regress and they're going to impact his numbers. Joe, you look at uh, Kelton, he's your pick. Um, do you think he'll have an issue with that? Do you think he'd be griping and complaining or you think he's just going to go with it? Uh, the thing is, is that Keldon is a, the epitome of a, a San Antonio Spurs player. With that said, they're going to go ahead and swallow their pride, put away that, you know, or kind of dispel that and and mm -hmm. just do what's called upon them to go ahead and win. Very much like mm -hmm. one Manu Ginobili. Now, will he be able to go ahead and be OK with that moving forward? I think that's the big question. I think he might be OK with that for this season, but come next season or the season after that. If he's still being called upon to come off the bench and he feels like he's a starter, then mm -hmm. he might ask the Spurs to go ahead and trade him so he can go ahead and get more run on another mm -hmm. on another team to go ahead and be in that starting position. Right. And we're just go ahead and speculating here. We don't know if that's going to in fact do really happen. You know, he's going to come off the bench. He's not going to be in that starting lineup. But we're just saying, and if that was the scenario, I think he'd be okay for maybe one or two seasons. But after that, maybe he might be looking to to pull up shop somewhere else yeah look you, you know hopefully he does it he's a good player I, I think he's a great fit on this team he brings the energy even during a down season i was in that locker room joe and he was you know very jovial trying to keep spirits up i think this team needs it now 
I don't see him griping or making a big stink in public. You know, that's not the Spurs way. Uh, very few have ever done that. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you you, got to think about the financial side of things too. Perhaps there are going to be contract incentives that he signed when he signed this extension that maybe he won't be able to meet now. Whatever he has to like average, I'm making this up like 46% from the three line next year. I'm, again, I'm making that up. You know, what if he can't meet, he meet that? Or what if, you know, one incentive is for him to make the all NBA first team, something like that. He can't do that because of the touches and, and different role. Uh, so those are things to keep in mind moving well, forward. Here's the I think side I, of that too, Jeff. If he's not able to go ahead and make the NBA, you know, the first all NBA team or what have you, maybe he can make the defensive team, you know, because even mm-hmm. though he his offense might not be, you know, in contention for something of that nature, I think his defense can actually get a lot better this upcoming season. And maybe he might be a candidate for, you know, a second team, you know, all defensive, you know, uh, player in the making so we'll see you know Mm -hmm. i I think where one thing can go ahead and drop off a little bit i think he can make it up in a different area and i think that could be defense yeah uh look whatever kelton is going to do whether it's coming off the bench or starting uh i I think he'll still be a very key piece to the spurs team but if we're just looking at regression by the numbers and there's a strong possibility that he might be the number one candidate to take a step back statistically simply because of the Wemby effect. When we get back, we're going to continue our chat about which Spurs player may take a step back. Joe suggested Kelvin Johnson. I'm going to give you who I think might take a step back right here on Locked on Spurs. Autobots, roll out. Hey, I want to talk to you about Ibotta. Look, if you're picking up burgers, hot dogs for a summer barbecue, or you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Look, finally taking that summer vacation you've been planning, but dreading buying all those necessities before you take off? Well, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything returned. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items to produce, to personal care, to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. Super easy. On average, Ibotta users earn 120 bucks per year. That can cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can get your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back, and you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Earn cash back from hundreds of online brands, retailers, when you start with Ibotta. That includes Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners five bucks just for trying Ibotta out with using uh, code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. Autobots, roll out. And we're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Joe Garcia. He's with Two Shots Podcast and the rebranded uh, Alamo uh, Sports Podcast. I get that right, Joe. Alamos, it's the Alamo City Podcast Network, and the show that I do Monday through Friday is called the Alamo City Sportscast, kind of keeping with the theming. Yeah, yeah, Joe already has uh, his uh, debut show. It's out already. He's been, he's already done, I think, about two or three under his belt now. Uh, he does everything from NFL to Spurs to MLB, MMA. Uh, he talks about it all, even entertainment news, so you definitely check it out on YouTube. Joe will talk more about that later on. And we're also discussing which Spurs players may regress 
next season simply because of the Wimby effect. And uh, you mentioned Keldon Johnson. I think that is a solid, solid candidate. For me, I'm going to go with Doug McDermott. I think Doug McDermott, yeah, you know, likely is going to see uh, his his numbers drop. Now, look, uh, the reason why I say this, I say that is because one, they brought in three and D guys, Reggie Bullock, uh, Seti Osman. Now, who knows? Maybe Seti might not be here come the start of the regular season. But if he does continue to be on that bench, then perhaps the Spurs may go to those two new Spurs over McDermott. Now. Uh, last season, McDermott played 64 games, uh, 21 minutes per game, averaged about 10.2 points per game, 2.2 rebounds, and 1.4 assists. He shot 45% from the field and 41% from the three-line. That 41% from the three-line may save him to get some minutes, but when you bring in a guy like Reggie Bullock, who is a 3-and-D guy, when we think McDermott, we just think of a 3-guy. Sometimes the D is not there, Joe, but defense is what Pop wants. That's what Bullock has. Defense uh, leads to minutes. And not to say that McDermott doesn't get minutes. I think he will. I just think perhaps we may see those 20.5 uh, minutes per game from last year drop maybe to 15, 14, simply because of the additions of Bullock and Seti Osman. Uh, what are your thoughts, Joe? Do you think he's a candidate to, to see some uh, statistical regression next year? I think he can see some statistical regression, especially if you're going to go ahead and have Keldon. Uh, kind of be the head of that second unit, you know, yeah, exactly, that means yeah. that there's not going to be enough minutes, enough touches to go around for Dougie McBuckets, you know, even though he's a high energy player off the bench and has a lot of veteran leadership at the end of the day, it is what it is when it comes to minutes and touches. Well, he can still have games where he's going to go off and, you know, have the numbers that Spurs fans are accustomed to. I think if you're going to add Keldon into that second unit, then you're going to see a little dip in, in Doug McDermott. And it's not a knock on him or anybody else. That's not what we're saying. These are good things, actually, if you think about them in the end, uh-huh. that the, the players don't have to do as much to make the team go and to, for make, to make the team be competitive. I think we're going to see more of a balance. And that might mean a little bit of regression and the part of, you know, Doug McDermott. Yeah. And, you know, and another guy that I had on my shortlist, I know the game here was to pick one player. You did Keldon, I did uh, Doug. But I think the second guy on my list, simply because of the minutes at the position, and that was Sandro, Big Mamu. Because you have him, you have Bassey, you obviously have Wimby, and you have Zach Collins. Something's got to give, Joe. And I think that when it says regression, he may regress and not even being on the team. Now, the Spurs <laughs> did give him, a, give him a deal. They did sign him. I, I get that, but it's not uncommon for teams to do that and then waive them. So I think... You know, that we were thinking about Dominic Barlow, too. I mean, he's another guy in that bigs mix. Now, I think Barlow will be in Austin, so maybe that's not an issue. But just that alone, just between Wemby, Zach Collins, uh, Mamu, and uh, Charles Bassey, you know, something's got to give. And unfortunately, I think at that position, Sandro may be the odd man not. And if there's a regression, he might regress all the way to the end of the bench, back to the G League, or maybe not in the Spurs uniform. Your thoughts, Joe? Mamu is one of those players that you don't always have to have him play every single game. You know, he's more of an insurance policy. And if Pop wants to go ahead and give the night off to, let's say, some one of the other players that's, you know, a prominent fixture in that rotation, mm-hmm. even, even whether it be the starting five or it's going to be, you know, in that second unit, Mamu is uh, a really interesting piece. You know, because, mm-hmm. again, you don't call on him every single night, but the times that you do, he's going to go out there and give you quality minutes. Now, again, we're giving scenarios here. 
based on playing time, who's going to get it, who's not. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mamu might be the odd man looking out, you know, looking in here and there might not be enough minutes to go around. So he might be delegated to the Gorgie Dang uh, mm. <laughs> role where he's just there sitting down and just enjoying the ride. And once in a while, Pop calls your number and you go out there for a couple of minutes and you sit down again. That might be very much the scenario that we're looking at with Mamu. Who else is on your uh, list that possibly could see a statistical regression? Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a Spurs fan favorite. And uh, not a knock on him, but Jeremy Sohan. I mean, you're not going to be able to. You're not going to see him put up the numbers from an offensive perspective as he was as he was putting up near the end of the season last season, right? He had to be mm -hmm. called upon to be a scorer because <laughs> the Spurs just needed him out there to score some buckets so he the team could remain competitive. Now with that, uh, the insertion of one Victor Wimbayama, and I think the Spurs are going to have a good starting five. I think Jeremy might see a little regression in that part from an offensive perspective. But the good part about that is he doesn't have to be an offensive weapon. Now he can get back to doing what he's best at, and that is playing defense. So if you see a little bit of a dip in the offensive numbers, that's great. That means that he's out there doing de playing defense, mm -hmm. and that's why he was, you know, in the first part, that's why the Spurs drafted him on this team. So yeah. he might see a little dip as well. That is the Wemby effect. Look, all the touches are going to go to him offensively. Defensively, he's going to be the anchor. You know, any defensive schemes they are definitely going to involve him. And that's going to be part of the Wimby effect for the players. Now, obviously, there's the opposite is true. You know, players are also going to thrive. He's going to command the double teams, a wide open look. So, yeah, there's that side. But we're just trying to look at the the we're trying to do the bad news first and then get to the good news at a different show on a lockdown Spurs. But there you have it. There's a few candidates who we think statistically might have a regression next year. Again, no knock on them simply because this team brought in a, a possible franchise player and it may impact them moving forward. When we get back, uh, we're going to continue our chat about your silver and black. Ask a big question about Malachi Branham, whether or not Spurs fans should give him one more pass, one more pass next season uh, before they uh, start demanding some dividends and seeing him really take over right here on Locked on Spurs with Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast and the Alamo uh, Sports YouTube show. Joe, uh, you've been to Mudslingers lately? I have not been to Mudslingers lately, but I want to go because I want to try the OG OJ. Exactly. You want to go get that OG OJ over at Mudslingers, a proud local sponsor of Locked on Spurs. Uh, they are located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive in the Stone Oak area. Yeah, they're open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They have the best coffee in San Antonio. They have the uh, signature drink, which is called the Mudslinger, which is a espresso, dark chocolate, caramel. It's a really good introduction to coffee. They have dairy alternatives. They have the Red Bull infused lightning bolt series. Basically, just a lot of energy in a cup and a lot of Red Bull, and it will get you through the day. So if you need a quick pick-me-up, if you need to get something through your day, or you want to have, uh, take it easy and get that OG OJ. Basically what that is, is the old school Orange Julius from back in the 70s and 80s. Well, Mudslingers recreated it, and you can find it only at Mudslingers. They have a, an extensive menu. It's not simply just drinks and coffee and Red Bulls and whatnot and, and, and the OG OJ. They have donuts. Have you had the mini donuts yet, Joe? I have not, but I heard they were really good. Some of yeah. my boys have already been, and they said they're to die for. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of people love the uh, mini donuts, and uh, I think they're kind of like a secret treat on the menu because everybody goes for coffee, but then when they see donuts, like, whoa, what's this? And they people buy them, and next thing you know, they're all, wow, shared it on social media. Like, these donuts are great. Jeff ate uh, the whole like, cup. I ate the whole <laughs> cup, man. Yeah, I couldn't stop it. I didn't want to share with anybody. Uh, but yeah, and they also have the alien drink. That should give it away already, what, what they named it after. That's after uh, Victor Wimbanyama. It's a full can of Red Bull. Unfortunately, Joe doesn't have the strength to handle a full can of Red Bull. So, so sad, Joe. So sad. Yeah, but man, if you can handle... Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can handle a full can of Red Bull, you want to get the alien. It's Red Bull and Kiwi and, and, and Apple all mixed together, and it tastes very good. A lot of people have tried it. They say it gets them through their day. Open every day, again, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., 2404,000 Oaks Drive here in the San Antonio area. You can find them on Threads, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, pick a platform. They are there at Mudslinger, S-A-T-X, even on Instagram. And you might want to be keeping an eye out for uh, Mudslingers. They might be introducing a new drink soon. I got the scoop, Joe. Is it going to be the money bags? Please tell me. It's not going to be money bags i wouldn't even be saying this right now if it was that i'd be embarrassed but stay tuned <laughs> for that only at muslingers life is too short for bland coffee that's going to wrap up our chat with joe garcia of two shots podcast follow him on twitter at two shots podcast and joe uh you know t- i mean technically the spurs are still in a rebuild right i mean maybe it's not a rebuild it's, you know they're coming out of it already uh, but nevertheless they're in it and part of that is still player development. Look, Wemby's going to have to go through player development too. It's going to have to happen. He's going his his ups and downs and his trips and falls and getting dunked on all that good stuff. But some players are also still in development mode, and that could be Malachi Branham. Now he had a pretty good showing in the summer league, granted a very small sample size, but he's entering his sophomore season. Joe, big question: Should Spurs fans still kind of give him a pass? Because he's technically still in development, or do you think it's time to pay off uh, Malachi? Let's see some uh, production. I think it's time to see some production out of the young guy. You know, he's a shooting guard. He shoots right, you know, and if we're looking at his his stats from last season, 22-23 season, he was averaging 10.2 points a game, 1.9 assists, and from the field goal range, it wasn't bad. You know, from the field, he was shooting 44%. From the three, you know, he was shooting 30.2%. His free throws, he was knocking them down at a healthy clip here, 82.9%. All around, not bad. those aren't bad numbers, but he's been here for a little bit now. So I think you want to go ahead and see that trajectory, you know, kind of go in the up direction. You want to see a little bit more production out of him. So I think we might see that this season. Yeah, I think I personally, I'm going to give him a still a pass, but pass light in the sense I just want to see some steps forward and look, if he gets in a shooting slump, so be it. But he's not there yet. Um, Defensively, he's still not there yet. He shows shows signs of somewhat improvement in the uh, summer league. And that's a good step. We like that too. I talked to a um, fellow locked on NBA member, uh, Josh Lloyd, and we we were, we talked about Malachi uh, for his podcast show. And, uh, he's not, he's not buying Malachi. Like he's really, he's not sold on Malachi. He just thinks that he's too streaky that defensively, uh, it's, it's not there, but we shall see. No, I, I think Spurs fans, in my opinion, should give Malachi a pass, but I mean, my goodness, the, um, 
you can see that there's something special that he can score at three levels. He can get to the free throw line. He can score the three shot, hit the mid range. He has speed. He has a very uh, old timey kind of old school game to him, but he definitely needs to get a better. And I think uh, the Spurs are not going to rush him. They're going to let him develop uh, at his pace. And uh, if he takes another half a season to get there, uh, so be it. Uh, but you would look at some of the numbers. Now you brought up some of the numbers right now, Joe, about Malachi. Yeah, you know, one thing that I definitely see games, what that I said, get you better know? is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three, the three point percentage definitely has to get yeah. better. Is seventy seven for two hundred front. He took two hundred fifty five attempts last year, and made seventy seven. That's good for thirty percent. That's got to get better. Uh, he's only attempted one free throw. Uh, per on average, Joe through sixty six games played on his rookie season. That's where I think he can really step up his game by getting aggressive, maybe up those attempts. So there's a lot of room for improvement, and that's why I'm willing to give him one more year for a pass. Uh, but I definitely need to see some strides. Uh, any final thoughts about Malachi, Joe? No, uh, he's one of these players that I find very intriguing. You know, if he can go ahead and get a little bit they can get a little bit more production out of him I think he can go ahead and make a strong case for him getting even more minutes you know as the season unfolds but that's all going to be dependent on him and his player you know player development uh on the Mm -hmm. offseason so I I just have high hopes for the kid he's one of those that one of those players that you look and you say look he's not ever going to probably be a budding superstar but he can be Mm -hmm. a very good solid piece in the Spurs rotation primarily in that second unit you know, so he, he's an intriguing prospect to me, and I'm looking to see what he can bring this season. I'm excited to see how he can go ahead and have those numbers go up as far as his stats go. Yeah. You know, that's going to show may, that he's learned a lot. He might be one of the first guys off the bench, too, next year. So I think that'll help his confidences, too. It would. Know, they would show a lot of confidence in him. Yeah, we know a lot. As of right now, there's still a debate who who's starting. There's a chance that Kelden may come off that bench. Who knows? Could be Devin, but I mean, we we shall see. But uh, I, I I'm pretty sure that we'll see Malachi be one of those. He may not be the sixth man, but he might be that seventh man uh, coming off that bench. I don't know. I heard a new player might be coming off the bench too. They might give Jeff Garcia a two way contract. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Who a ten also day. Could, a ten day. Be, <laughs> you know who also could be too? Uh, maybe. Even a campaign campaign might eat, eat into that yeah yeah that that could be very well a, a scenario yeah. that we're looking at the spurs depth we i think we think we need to have a show soon joe about the depth of the spurs i don't think anybody's really talking about that no. uh but yeah no, uh joe so joe's being the the russian judge here and he wants to see results now for malachi i'm like okay malachi you get another year pass and that's it one more year and you're good one more year to get yourself. Isn't that what up, they man, do man. though with all these young players? They always want to give them a pass. Three years from now, let's give them a pass in his fourth and final year of the contract. No, let's give them a pass. You know they did the same thing with Lonnie Walker. You know, so I'm just like, it's just something that Spurs fans get enamored with. Oh no, Porecito, I like this player so much. Let's let's not go ahead and be hard on him. Well, I mean they're professionals. They get paid to produce and play out there on the court and get better every single year. That's the the league that we live in, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think by us wanting production out of the kid, uh, it's not a bad thing. I think it's good for him and it's good for the team. Absolutely. Uh, but we are done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about Malachi? Uh, should we give him a pass? One more, one more pass and that's it. Or you want production now like Joe is Joe demanding 
some results, some stats from Malachi. And what do you think about uh, players who may regress a bit statistically simply because of the Wemby effect? Uh, Joe picked uh, Keldon. I picked uh, McDermott. We also threw names out there like uh, Mamu. And uh, Joe, it was Sohan. Interesting pick, too. Uh, but we need to hear from you. But, Joe, tell us more about the new YouTube show and Two Shots podcast. Yeah, so I've been focused on this rebrand here, going from the Acquired Taste to now being known as the Alamo City Podcast Network. So to me, that's going to be an intriguing uh, step forward for us as we bring in more and more shows into the network. So I'm going to be working on that and also working on the Alamo City Sportscast that's going to be featured Monday through Friday. And then on top of that, I got to find time to go ahead and do the Two Shots podcast, which we are going to go ahead and kick back up again. And I think my first guest on the show is going to be the one and only Jeff Garcia. All right. Yeah. Can't wait to do that with Joe Garcia. He has a good show. Good times. Good. Time. I, mean, I forget that cussing is allowed on the YouTube show. I try to bite my tongue because yeah. I'm used to it because I, I have to do it here. But then I remember a few times where I have cussed in front of people. Like people say, don't do that again because it sounds weird coming from you. They're like, don't do it again. You sound weird when you do it. So I'm just trained that way, Joe. I'm just trained right, that way. I bet you, I bet you anything. Like when we hang out together, Jeff's just gonna be cussing up a storm. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. And 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 then that kind of in a in the social setting, yes, I, I do. But it take for some people have reacted that way, saying, like, man, it takes some getting used to hear you dropping an F-bomb here and there. I'm like, okay. I don't know why y'all think that, but all right. But he is Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Again, we want to thank him because he is making time while at work. And that's why we couldn't do a video. He's at work, everybody. The last thing you, you, you don't don't want to I don't want him to lose his job. So nobody would know, Joe. Nobody would know. Yeah, no, I hope nobody from my job watches this, you know, to <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, <laughs> hey, what are you doing there? No, no. All good. All good. Again, thank you, Joe. Uh, for hopping on and we thank you all for making locked on scores your first listen each and every day free and available wherever you get podcasts google play stitcher itunes youtube the ken's five plus app so many other platforms you guys are the everydayers we'll be back like again friday uh guests uh to be determined and topics to be determined but if i were a betting person i would put it on possibly Wemby. so for joe garcia i am jeff garcia we're gonna put a lock on this episode of locked on spurs